Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 138. What's in my home network? Hey everybody, this is Kevin Wallace, and in this episode of the Broadcast Storm, I'm going to share how I designed my home network. And I hope this is going to spark some ideas for designing your own home network or maybe even a small business network. And I'm going to share some of the mistakes I made along the way, some things I would do differently today. Back in 2019, my wife and I and our daughters, we moved into our new home. It was a new construction, so when it was being built, I had the flexibility of running network cabling through the studs in the wall before the drywall was installed. And my first mistake came when I decided to use Cat6A cabling. You see, I was going to have a couple of Macs, an iMac Pro and a Mac Mini, which each had 10 gig interfaces. And I wanted to be able to connect at 10 gigabits per second to a 10 gigabit per second NAS or network attached storage device. And I thought, well, Cat6A cabling, that would let me run at 10 gigabits per second for 100 meters. So I thought, that's going to be the way to go. However, Cat6 would have let me run 10 gig for at least 35 meters. My home's not that large. I don't need more than 35 meters of cabling to go from anywhere to anywhere else. So in retrospect, I would have gone with Cat6 instead of Cat6A because the Cat6A, it was really difficult to work with. Each pair of the four-pair cable had foil around it. And then all four pairs, they were wrapped in this metal braiding. It was really difficult to work with. I had to get special RJ45 connectors to handle the thickness of the wire. And in addition to the eight pins, it also needed to be grounded. It was quite the challenge to work with. Now, speaking of that NAS I wanted to connect, the main purpose was to share files between my office, which is on the main floor of our home, and my studio. That's in the basement. And the NAS I purchased was the, and I'm not even sure how to pronounce this, it's the ASU-STOR, the ASU Store, we'll call it. And it's model number AS6508T. Now, by the way, I'm going to put some affiliate links to some of the products that I mentioned in the show notes. And I'm super happy with this NAS. Now, currently, I have four 10 terabyte drives installed. I've got room for four more. But an issue I ran into was I use Final Cut Pro for my video editing, and it doesn't allow you to store Final Cut Pro libraries on a regular NAS because that looks like a shared network drive. Final Cut Pro wants to store to a locally attached drive. In other words, it wants to use block storage. And a regular NAS doesn't do that. But the great news is, this ASU Store NAS that I got, it lets you configure it as an iSCSI storage device, which lets you do block storage. You can allocate a chunk of the hard drive space and say this is available as an iSCSI LUN, a logical unit of storage. And another challenge is Mac OS does not come with what's called an iSCSI initiator that lets you connect to an iSCSI device. So I had to purchase a piece of software for my Mac called the Global SAN iSCSI initiator. And now my Mac views that area of hard drive space on my NAS as an iSCSI logical unit of storage. And I'm able to store my Final Cut Pro libraries there. And this NAS, it also lets you install several other really handy services. For example, I have the NAS also acting as my syslog server. I've got it set up as a radius server. And the CAT6A cabling that I used, it's terminated in a patch panel, which is in a wall mount 19-inch cabinet. And those patch panel ports, they connect into a Netgear GS75TP48 port power over Ethernet switch. And those 10-gig connections, they go into a MicroTik 5-port switch. Again, check out the links in the show notes if you want to see what these devices look like. And that 
five port switch. It has a gig port and four SFP plus ports into which you can insert a 10 gigabit per second transceiver. So I purchased SFP plus transceivers, copper transceivers, where I can plug in my RJ45 connector and that gives me 10 gig connectivity into that switch. Now, originally I had purchased a Ubiquiti Unify power over ethernet switch. It had 48 ports and it had a couple of SFP plus ports. So I had a couple of 10 gig connections going into that, but it was really overkill. I thought I wanna have plenty of power for power over ethernet because I'm gonna be powering video cameras. I'm gonna be powering wireless access points. So I got their 750 watt switch. That was way, way more than I needed. And also it's physically too big to go in that wall mount rack that I purchased. So that's why I got the Netgear switch. And I'm just gonna give the Ubiquiti Unify switch uh, to my church. I'm upgrading their network and they need another power over ethernet switch. So I'm gonna give that to them. So one of my early purchase decisions was very much overkill. And my internet service provider is AT&T. I've got their gig fiber service. That gives me a gig both download and upload. A lot of gig fiber services don't give you gig upload, but AT&T fiber does. And the router that AT&T gives me with that service, it does have some nice firewall features, but I wanted something a bit more secure. Specifically, I wanted to have an intrusion prevention system sensor or an IPS sensor. So I have that AT&T router operating in transparent mode and connecting in to a security firewall that I purchased from a company, fairly new company called Firewalla. It's firewall with an A after it. And I've got their Firewalla Gold firewall. That has three gigabits per second of throughput, even when it's doing IPS. It is super easy to configure using an app on your smartphone. It's a four port router. It's acting as my DHCP server. It's handling my network address translation. Of course, it lets me set up firewall rules. It gives me IPS protection. And also it acts as a VPN server, allowing me to connect securely back into my home from my laptop or my phone if I'm away and it lets me add routing information. And that's really important with my lab network. I've got an isolated lab network for the courses I create, and it lets me set up routing information so I can get between my regular home network and my lab network. So I'm a big fan of the Firewall Gold router. And if you'd like to check it out, there's an affiliate link in the show notes, and that doesn't cost you anything extra. They just give me a few bucks for recommending it to you. Now let's talk about the wireless network. My wireless network is based on Ubiquiti's Unify line of wireless equipment. And for the features and the performance for the price, I think Unify is a great way to go for small to medium sized wireless deployments. Now I have seven wireless access points, all controlled by their wireless LAN controller. It's the Cloud Key Gen 2 Plus that I have. Specifically, we've got a main floor in our home and we've got a finished basement and I've got three access points spread across each of those floors. Plus we have an outdoor access point out by the pool area. So when we're sitting around the pool, we're listening to Spotify, we can have Wi-Fi access. And the APs that I purchased, they're running 802.11ac. That's what was available when I purchased them back in 2019. And recently Ubiquiti has announced a couple of Unify access points that support 802.11ax or Wi-Fi 6. They have a light version of the AP and they have a long range version. They've got those versions for their AC line as well. So I'm waiting for them to come out with their pro version of their Wi-Fi 6 access points before I upgrade. Right now at .11ac, I'm perfectly happy with that. 
And the Ubiquiti Cloud Key Plus that I mentioned, it not only acts as the wireless controller, letting me administer all seven of those APs from one interface, it also acts as an NVR, a network video recorder for my security cameras that I have surrounding the house and out by the gate when people pull up. I've got 10 of their cameras, and back in 2019, I purchased their G3 Bullet Camera. And in 2019, the best resolution they had was 1080p. But if I were to buy those today, I would get their G4 Bullet models. They have 4K of resolution. And if you already know about Unify products, you might be wondering, I wonder why Kevin didn't just purchase their Dream Machine Pro instead of the Cloud Key 2? Because it does what the Cloud Key 2 does if you add a hard drive for the NVR. Plus, it gives you IPS protection that I'm currently getting with the Firewall of Gold. Well, actually, I probably would go with the Dream Machine Pro if I were designing the network today. But it wasn't available back in 2019. And I had their Unify Security Gateway, their USG. And if you turned on the IPS or the deep packet inspection services, the throughput slowed way down, way below a gigabit per second which was fine in my old home, which had like 200 meg of internet access. But now that I've got gig, yeah, it's going to be too slow. So I decided not to go with their USG. And I just used the uh, AT&T router for security until the Firewall of Gold came out. And it was less expensive to buy that than to buy a Dream Machine Pro and then add the hard drive for my security cameras. And later this year, I do plan on doing a YouTube video showing you what we're talking about here. I'm going to show you how everything connects together. But I thought this discussion might give you some inspiration for your own network designs. And I hope you learn from some of the mistakes I made. Again, I'm going to have some affiliate links to some of the products we discussed down in the show notes. And on that note, we'll wrap up this episode. And I look forward to spending time with you again on the next episode of The Broadcast Storm. Broadcast Storm.